Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Life After Plus One. And most importantly, Welcome to 2024. What a fucking year 2023 was. And if you've had a shit of a year, then this is your year to get out and smash it. I personally don't want to rub it in anyone's face, but fuck, I had a good year last year and I'm looking forward to an even bigger and better year this year. And for those of you that have missed it, last week, I think it was, there was an episode on setting goals. So get out there and have a listen to that because this is your year to set those goals and to fucking kill it. But today's episode, we're not talking about goals. We're actually talking about finding the good in a situation. Because let's be honest, when you've just broken up or you're as a single parent and your whole life has just flipped upside down, it's not easy to find the good in a situation. How do you focus on the good? How do you find a way to be happy when you can't see a light at the end of the tunnel, when everything in your life has completely changed, your family situation, your possibly home and your household situation, your possible career situation. You may have to go back and work more hours now because you're now a single parent. The way you parent has changed. Everything about your life has changed. So how do you focus on the good when you're so down in the dumps? Or when you may not even be down in the dumps, you may just be in a situation where you just feel like everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. So how do you find the good? How do you manage to be happy when everything seems to be going to the shit? Now, I'm not trying to dismiss anyone's situation here or what they've been through because everyone has got their own little situation and everyone's breakup is different. And no matter what happened in your breakup, it's hard. It's still not an easy process. But One of the biggest things that can always get you through a difficult situation is to always step back and look at it and go, there's always someone out there worse than me. There is always someone worse off than what you're going through. And again, I'm not dismissing what you've been through and I'm not dismissing your feelings or your emotions because they are completely valid. Everyone has a right to feel the way that they feel after a breakup. And you're allowed to be upset, you're allowed to be sad, you're allowed to cry, you're allowed to go through all those emotions. Because like I've said in previous episodes, you're going to go through a roller coaster of emotions when you're going through a breakup. You will experience every kind of emotion possible from happiness, sadness, anger, frustration, confusion, doubt, regret. You'll feel it all. You will feel everything. But the biggest tip is to have your moment. Have your moment where you're processing everything, feel the emotions of what you're going through, and then step away from it. Because you're never going to see a light at the end of the tunnel if you're constantly focusing on the sadness or the negative part of what you've just been through. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, fuck, 
there is no positive in my situation. You have no idea what I've just been through. I feel like shit. I've been through this shit. There is no light at the end of the tunnel and I have nothing to be happy about. That's what you could be thinking right now. I don't want to tell you how to feel or what to think, but I do honestly believe that there's always something to be positive about. There is always something good in your life, but if you keep focusing on the negative, that's what's going to take up all your attention. And when you're feeling like this, you need to find a way to look at what is going good in your life. What is happening in your life that you can be grateful for? And find a way to put your attention on that. Because if you keep sitting back and looking at the things that are going wrong, and you keep looking at the things that are making you upset and the things that are making you angry, that's how you're constantly going to feel. Because focusing on a negative situation is never going to make you feel any better. So like I said, I'm not telling you to totally dismiss your feelings or emotions, 100% feel it, go through it, process it, but don't stew on it for too long. Don't sit there and let it consume your whole life with, I can't believe this happened. What a fucking asshole. How dare they? I can't believe it. Don't let it consume your life. Now, one thing I did personally notice when I went through my breakup, and you, you do, it's quite easy to get in that mindset of thinking, well, there is nothing to be happy about. And you do constantly feel like you you just want to be heard. You want to share your story. You want to express what you've been through. You want to express how pissed off you are. And that's okay. You're allowed to do that. But I find if you're going to let that consume your life and you're going to let that be the center of topic for every conversation that you're in, you're going to start attracting those people to you that are just constantly those those poor me people, the constant people that thrive on bitching and moaning about other people. And I guarantee you don't want that in your life, especially when you're already feeling shit. When you're feeling shit, you want people around you that are going to uplift you, that are going to make you feel good, that are going to help you find the positive in a situation, which is what we're going to try and do today. You don't want to be around people that are going to sit there and just agree with everything you're saying. Yep, they're a fucking asshole. Yep, what a fucking bitch. Yep, I can't believe they did that. Yeah, you should fucking send them a message. You should call them. You should fucking get revenge. Don't get into that negative spiral. And I guarantee you now, if you're around people like that, there are people that do they, they do click to people that love the whole poor me attitude and love to complain about other people and love to gossip about other people. And I can guarantee you that if you're going through this stage now and maybe in a year or two, maybe three years, when you're in a completely different headspace, your friend group will probably start to change because when you're in a negative headspace, you attract other people to you that are also in a similar headspace. Because positive people do not want to be around people that are constantly whinging and moaning and complaining. Now, I'm not saying that's what you're doing. But I am being honest with you, someone that is really positive and likes to see the good in a situation and likes to make other people feel good, doesn't like to be around or hang around people that's going to make them feel shit. And the people that make them feel shit are the people that are always complaining, the people that are always finding the negative in a situation, people with that poor me attitude, everyone's let them down. They're always so hard done by. Positive people don't want to be around people like that. And 
That's what I'm getting at. If you're in a negative headspace, you're going to attract other people like that to you. And when you're feeling like this, that's not what you want. You want to be around people that are going to make you feel better. And that's what the episode today is about. Finding ways to see the good in a situation. And that right there is the first step. Hanging around people or having people around you, your support network, have them be a positive group of people. Even if it's only one or two, have those people that are there to kind of boost you up when you're feeling shit. Because if you have a shit day and you call up someone or you catch up with a friend who is also someone in a similar headspace, and then they're just probably going to make you feel just as shit afterwards because they're going to give that whole, yeah, they're a fucking asshole. Yeah, you should write that on Facebook or yeah, you should do this. That's not going to make you feel better. All that's going to do is put it your situation in a tit for tat situation or it's going to get into whole revenge and nastiness and it's all about egos and proving a point. You don't want that. That's not how you're going to make yourself feel better. We're here to look at ways to make you feel good. And by seeking revenge and by proving a point to your ex is not going to make you feel good. What's going to make you feel good is having good positive people around you. So if you are in a situation where you are struggling to see the light at the end of the tunnel, then step back and look around and go, are my friends around me supporting me? Are they helping me? Are they uplifting me? Or are they bringing me down? Now, I'm not telling you to get rid of all your friends, but I am saying that the people you spend most of your time with impact the way you behave in life. There's a saying, the people you're hanging out with today are shaping the person you will become tomorrow. Think about that. So the people you're hanging out with do impact the way that you behave and the way that you handle and situations and the way that you react. So just keep that in mind when you're going through a situation when you feel like shit. Sadly, other people that are negative and not in a good headspace like to hang around other people that are similar because it makes them feel better about their situation. And it's not a nasty comment. I'm not trying to have a dig at anyone, but it's a true fact. If you're hanging around someone that's also having problems, it one, it takes away the attention from what you're going through and it takes away the attention from your shit. It puts it on them. And two, it makes you feel better because you're like, holy shit, look at their problems. I'm not that bad. But you don't want to be like that. You Do you want to hang around with people where all you do is just talk about things that have gone wrong in your life? Where you get home and you just feel like you're fucking carrying 10 suitcases on each arm because you just feel weighted down from all the shit that you've been talking about? Or do you want to be with people that make you feel good and you get home and you're like, holy fuck, that was nice. I just feel calm. I feel relaxed. That's what you want. You want people around you that are going to make you feel like that after you've spent time with them. Not people when you get home, you're like, holy shit, I need a drink after that. So just something to keep in mind when you're not feeling the best yourself, focus on the people that you're spending the most time with, because that will have a huge impact on you. Now, another way for you to find the good in the situation. 
is to actually look at what you've got in your life that is actually going right. Because even though there may be a lot of things that are not, even though there may be a lot of things that have gone to the shit and that you're not happy with, there's probably also a lot of things that are going right. But you just don't see it at the moment because you're focusing on everything that's going wrong. Your attention's not on what's going right. Your attention is focused on what's going wrong. But this also goes back to my previous point. If you're with the right people, they will help you put that attention on what's going right. And that's what you want. You want people that will help you see the good in the situation. But you might be sitting there thinking, well, fuck, no, I really don't have anything good in my life at the moment. It's all gone to the shit. I can guarantee you now, you do. You do have things going good in your life. I can guarantee it. Your kids, holy fuck, you may not be with your ex anymore. And that's one thing I've always said. I've had such a toxic breakup with my ex. It was never nice and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But I will never, ever regret it because I got the best gift ever, which is my daughter. And I can never, ever complain about that. She is my everything. And I would never, ever wish that I never had that relationship with my ex because I wouldn't have my daughter. So there's always something positive to take from it. And I have spoken about my situation in brief in previous episodes. I was also in a, in a stage when I first broke up where I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Everything was fucked. Everything was fucked. I wanted to do anything I could to not be a single parent. I wanted to make that relationship work. And then when it did fall to the shit, you go through all those emotions where you're a failure. You, what have you done wrong? Should I try fix it? Holy fuck. My life's fucked. It's not. You just need to find a way to step back and look at it from a different perspective. And by that, I mean by not looking at what's gone wrong, which is What's gone wrong is your relationship's broken up and you're now a single parent. What's gone right? Well, you now have an opportunity to meet someone that is more suitable for you. You now have an opportunity to maybe fulfill some of your goals in your life that you weren't able to do previously because you couldn't do it in that relationship. You now have the opportunity to get some time to yourself because you're now able to co-parent. So when the kids are at the other parent's house, you now get time alone, which you might not have got before. There's lots of things to be grateful for. Your nights alone at home watching TV. Some people might think that's lonely and boring. Some people might love it. Get some quality time to yourself. You may have lost friendships and relationships with other people that you know whilst you're in that relationship. And it could have been because... Maybe your partner didn't approve that friendship or it could just be you're in a relationship and you didn't have time for other friendships because you're just so busy and you're so caught up with life and work and marriage and kids that you didn't have time to see your friends. Maybe this is now a perfect opportunity for you to get those friendships back on track again. Maybe your ex didn't like a specific friend and they didn't want you associating with them. This is your chance to get that friendship back. Maybe they didn't like your job. Maybe they didn't want you studying, but that was something you've always wanted to do. There's always a good in a situation. There's always something that you can take from it. But if you keep focusing on the negative and what's gone wrong in that situation, it's going to be a lot harder to find the good. There is good there. It takes a little bit of digging and a little bit of time to actually see it, but eventually you'll find it. And then when you do, I guarantee you, you will not look back. You'll be like, yes, 
I get it now. This has happened for a reason. And it's easy to get put off track. You might be going through the breakup and you go through your stages of trying to find the good in everything and you're trying to be happy. But then all of a sudden your ex starts texting you with nasty shit or they they start trying to seek revenge on you. And they do some childish things, whether texting or keeping the kids longer than what's planned. And they start trying to do revenge shit to to trigger you, to piss you off. But keep in mind, more often than not, these behaviors that your ex are doing, things that they're doing to get a reaction from you, that's all it's about. They just want a reaction from you. When they see that you're happy or happier than what you were with them, when they see that you're moving on with your life, when they see you socializing with other people and making progress and doing shit, they will be like, hold up. They were meant to be miserable without me. Why are they happy? That's when they all of a sudden pop back in. Start with the texting or start doing something stupid just to rattle you, just to piss you off. But don't fight it. Don't give in to their games. As hard as it is, that is going to take you off track and you don't want that. When you're trying to be positive and you're trying to find the good in the situation, having that shit come back in your life and then you're like, righto, asshole, I'm going to show you, and you step back and start doing revenge shit on them, you're just going to be dragged 20 steps back again. You don't want that. You want to focus on being happy. You want to try and focus on the good in what's happening in your world, not the negative. And if your ex is doing that shit to you, then that's the negative shit that you don't want to worry about. So how do you ignore that if that happens? Because there's a good chance it will. A lot of them. And I'm not just saying men do it because I'm saying from my point of view, Women do it too. It happens from both sides. So how do you let that go when you're trying to move on? And as hard as it is, it's one word. Ignore it. Well, that's two. Ignore. Ignore it. Because that's what they want. When they see you having a life that's better than what you had with them, that will trigger them. And that will want them to try and do what they can to bring you back to reality, which is not your reality. It's theirs, which is in that negative bubble, which is what you're trying to get out of. Don't be dragged back to that bubble. And they might do the nastiest of shit possible. And I'm not just saying this because I've read this in a book. I'm saying this because I've been there. I know what it's like. I've been called every name under the sun. I've been told I'm a bad mum. I've been told my daughter won't want to live with me when she grows up. I have been told everything. I've had every word you can think of thrown at me. And it's hard not to ignore it. It's hard not to fight back. And it's hard not to prove your point. It's hard not to go, well, of course she's going to want to live with me. And then you're going to want to explain yourself as a parent. Don't do it. As hard as it is, you're just causing that barking dog to want to keep reacting. You don't want to go back to that negative world So don't stoop back to it with their shit. So if they do come to you with other shit that's totally irrelevant to anything other than the kids, you ignore it because that's not the shit you need. You don't want that toxic drama. You don't want that unhealthy lifestyle anymore. You're not in that relationship. You now only have a need to communicate with this person because of the kids. There is no need to prove a point to someone that you are no longer in a relationship with. There is no need to fight back. 
because it doesn't matter. It's, there's no winning or losing. There is no winning or losing. It's no longer about being better than the other person. It's now only about making sure the kids are happy. And when you're getting involved in tit for tat shit with your ex, the kids will catch wind of that and it'll mess with their heads, I can guarantee it. Now, I'm not accusing you of doing something, but they're going to drag you into that headspace to make you want to react. And eventually they'll push your buttons hard enough that you're like, righto, asshole, I'm fucking over this and you're going to want to react. As hard as it is, don't. One, it's not worth it. And two, it's only going to make you upset because if they say something to you that's going to piss you off and then you respond back to them in a way that's you wanting to put them in their place, I can tell you now that if you send a message or an email or whatever it is, however you communicate, I can guarantee that after you've sent that, you're not going to feel good. You're not going to send that and go, I feel good now. Well, I don't know. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. But I guarantee if you do something like that, they're just going to come back again with something and they're going to come back and want to seek revenge even more. And then what's that going to do to you? That's going to fuck your head up even more. And then you're going to want to fight back again. It's an endless tit for tat battle, which is extremely pointless. You need to be able to get to a point where you can either one, completely ignore them or two, just respond and go, okay, and that's it. I guarantee they won't like that because they want a reaction. Okay is sometimes just as more annoying than no reaction. Okay, don't let them fuck up your headspace. You want to try and move on with your life. You want to try and be more positive. You want to try and see the good in the situation. You're not going to do it if your ex keeps randomly popping up in your life with their negative shit and then you feel the need to respond back to them or to prove a point or to bite back or whatever it is. Don't do it, okay? Because that is just the negative that you don't need. The biggest thing I can advise if you do really feel the need to write something back is to one, respond, not react. Reacting is getting the shits and arguing back. Responding is acknowledging what they said and replying in a way that's in more of a business-like manner. Because that's how you need to treat the relationship. Treat it like they're a business partner. They're not a lover. They're not a husband. They're not a boyfriend. Are they even a friend? I don't know where you're at. But if they're sending these nasty messages, then I can guarantee you that they're not. And if you do really want to respond and not react, respond, then process it first. Don't just read it and go, right, and then respond and then send something back. Because I can guarantee that's reacting, not responding. If they, if you really want to send something back, read it, process it, sleep on it if you have to, think about it. And I guarantee you, if you leave it for the next day, you probably won't even want to respond. But if you do want to say something, sleep on it, leave it, sleep on it, think about a way that you can respond that's not going to initiate another battle or war between you two. Maybe respond in a way that's setting your boundaries. Listen, I'm not going to tolerate this. This is not how we communicate. I'm happy to talk to you. I'm happy to message you. But we don't talk to each other like this. This is not okay. That's responding. Putting your boundaries in place and letting them know what you're willing to accept. Because being used as a way for them to vent their anger and frustration is not acceptable. It's not acceptable. 
They can go to the gym if they want to release some anger or find another outlet. Tell them to meet up with their friends and vent their anger with them and their frustration with them. It's not your job to be their verbal punching bag anymore, which you shouldn't have been to begin with. But if that's what you are now, then you need to let go of that because that's not acceptable. And if you're trying to be in a happier headspace, that's not what you need. So to focus on the good in situation, we need to not draw ourselves back into the negative drama with our ex. Set your boundaries, step back and let them know that communication is only related to the kids if it's going to get in a toxic manner like that. If you can communicate in a way that's not going to get aggressive or nasty, then keep going the way it is. But if that, it does escalate to that point, then you need to cut it off and put a stop to it or either just completely ignore it and only communicate when it's related to pick up and drop off times with the kids or any other circumstance that they need to be communicated to about the kids. And that's it. Because you don't want your headspace to be fucked with. And that's what they would do when they see you doing something better with your life. Don't let them draw you back in. Don't let it happen because that's their insecurities. That's their issues. No one wants to see someone doing better without them. No one wants to see their ex happier than what they were with them. And if they are, or if you are happy now and they don't like it, then that's not your issue. That's a them problem. Let them sort it out. And they should have sorted that out when they were with you. Not now that you're not together anymore. Now, another thing I'm really big on, and some of you might think this is a bit woo-woo or you might think, no, I'm not into this shit, but be grateful. Be grateful for what you have in your life. Look at things that you have and wake up in the morning and go, fuck, I'm happy for where I live. May not live in a mansion, but you know what? I'm happy with my home. I like it. I'm happy. I'm happy. Got my kids here. I'm extremely grateful for my health. I've got good health at the moment. My kids are all in good health. I've got money coming in. I'm able to pay my bills. Well, hopefully you are. There's always something good in your life that you can look back at and go, yeah, fuck, I'm so happy I have that, or I'm so grateful for that. Even if it's your family that are around supporting you, your friends, your job, your kids, your house, the opportunities that you have. It may even just be, oh, I'm grateful that I was able to meet up with Sarah for a coffee yesterday. She made me feel good. Just something simple like that. There's always something good in your life that you can be happy for and that you can be grateful for. Because I can guarantee the more you focus on the good that's happening in your life, the better headspace that will put you in and the more good things that will keep happening. Because good shit will keep happening when you're in a good headspace. And I'm not just saying that to be all woo-woo. I'm saying that because it's true. When you're negative, you're just going to keep being negative and you're going to keep spiraling and creating more negative situations. And I always say it to my daughter, when you want something good to happen in your life or you want to be happy, you be happy. And then good things and happy things will start happening around you because you're in that headspace. You're in that happy, positive headspace. Now, I don't do this anymore, but I did go through a stage when I wasn't in such a happy headspace. I used to actually sit down and write a list of things that I was grateful for. And every day I'd go through and write down little things. And you'd be surprised at the little things that you come up with. And it's like, oh shit, okay. There is a lot of good things in my life. There is a lot that I should be happy for. I used to do that. Write a list of 10 things every day. If 10 is too much, maybe write five. Five things every day that you're grateful for. It could be the fact that someone called you just to say hi and they wanted to check up on you. 
So, oh, that's nice. They're just calling to see how I was. For some people, that might be nothing. But other, there might be other people that'd be like, fuck, I wish my friends called me to check up on me. That's something to be grateful for. You've got friends around you that are calling you to see how you are and are checking up on you. That is something to be grateful for. There are so many things that you probably just don't realize because we take it for granted. We think it's just there. But then a lot of people wish that they had those things and they don't. But you do. So find a way to step back and look at something in your life that's going right. Write that list. If you're struggling to find it, write a list. Even if it's something, I'm grateful I was able to pay my bills this week. I'm grateful I had the money to go out to dinner with my friends. Because let's be honest, it's a tough financial market at the moment. Everyone's struggling. And even just doing simple things like going out for dinner, that's a luxury these days. And not everyone has the money to do that. I'm grateful I was able to do that. I'm grateful I had a good group of friends I was able to do that with. I'm grateful for the hugs that my kids give me every day. There is always something. So if you're in a really bad headspace, take a minute each morning to step back and write a little list of things that are going right in your world or things that you can actually go, you know what, fuck, I'm happy I've got that. Thank you. Thank you. And like I said, the more you focus on things that are going right, the more you will attract good things coming to you because you're in that positive headspace. And another way that you can focus on the good is to not be hard on yourself. We're all human. There's no manual. There's no workbook for anything in life. There's no workbook on how to be the perfect parent. There's no workbook on going through the perfect breakup. Well, fuck, maybe I should create one. There we go. But there, there's no workbook. There's no program that tells us how to do anything perfectly. You jump on Facebook and you might put a comment out there and then all of a sudden you've got all these ridiculous comments of people that do think they're the perfect parent. They give you their feedback and think that they know everything. No one knows everything. That's their opinion on their situation and what they're going through. It doesn't mean that relates to what you're going through. No one is perfect. We're all just fucking winging it. We all just take it as it comes and we're all just trying our best. No one goes through life hoping that we fuck up. No one goes through life hoping that we just ruin everyone's day. We are all trying our best and doing what we think is right in that time and in that situation. And if we thought we were doing the wrong thing, then I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be doing it. So we're all doing what we think is right in that moment. We might look back later and go, oh, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But in that moment, we thought it was right. That's why we did it. So don't be hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you've made a mistake or if something's not right. That's your chance to step back and go, okay, well, it's done. Did that. Maybe next time I won't handle it the same way. So don't be hard on yourself. And like I said at the beginning, if something has gone wrong, it's okay to sit down and reflect on it. It's okay to sit down and look over it and think about what happened and process it all. But it's not okay to constantly live in that moment. Reflect on it, learn from it, move on and try focus on the good in that situation so you can get in a better and happier headspace. So remember, you are human. We all make mistakes. And if someone judges you for something you've done wrong, then don't even let that phase you because I can guarantee you they've probably made just as many mistakes in their life, if not more. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We all just learn as we go. We're all just winging life. We're all just winging it, hoping we're doing it right for ourselves and for our kids. And if we do do it wrong, 
We step up and we go, fuck, next time I'll be doing it different. That's it. Don't be hard on yourself. If you're trying to be more positive, if you're trying to look at the good in the situation, don't sit there and beat yourself up and keep saying to yourself, I fucked up or that's not right. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. That's it. Reflect on it. Move on. It's done. Give yourself a bit of tough love. And do you know what? Sometimes we need to learn to treat ourselves the way we would treat our kids or the way we would treat our friends and speak to them because we're always our own worst enemy. We're our own worst critics. We judge ourselves. But if you did something wrong or if your kids or your friends did something wrong, I should say, would you get angry at them the same way or would you get annoyed and frustrated at them the same way if it was yourself that did it? We're very easy to beat ourselves up for something that we did wrong. But if our friends were to do it or our kids were to do it, we'd be like, that's okay. It's okay. It's done. It was a mistake. You didn't mean it. Okay. We just know for next time. But when we do something ourselves, it's quite easy to sit there and beat ourselves up about it and stew on it and go, oh, fuck, I can't believe I did that. It's done. And in that time, we, we need to learn to realize, okay, would I speak to a friend like that? You need to learn to be your own best friend. You need to learn to look after yourself the way you look after your friends or you look after your own kids. Because if you're not going to look after you, then who is? You need to be kinder to yourself, especially when going through a breakup. Don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself a little bit of love. And also going back to when I was saying finding the good in the situation or finding good things that you have in life that you can be grateful for. Look at the good things about yourself because we don't often look at that. We, we quite often overlook ourselves and we're judging ourselves and, oh, I'm too big or I'm this or I'm that or I should be this or I should be that. Don't. Don't judge yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Take the time to look at the good qualities in you. Look at that. And if there is something that you may not like about yourself, that's okay. Do you need to be perfect? Do you need to be perfect? Or if there's something that's really, that you really don't like, can you do something differently? Can you fix it? If not, then learn to love it. Learn to love it. Because today we're all about talking and focusing on being in a better headspace. And to be in a better headspace, you need to learn to love yourself. You need to find the good about yourself and you need to find the good about your situation and what you're grateful for. And I know there's probably a lot of people out there saying, there's nothing good about me. What's, what's good about me? My ex just left me. He clearly or she clearly doesn't love me. There's nothing good about me. I can guarantee you now, if you ask your kids something good, what's good about me, they can probably rattle off at least 10 things. At least. There's lots of things good about you, but you're too busy focusing on being your own worst enemy. Don't. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to have faults, but don't constantly dwell on things that are not perfect about you. Learn to love your imperfections because we've all got them. We've all got them. Learn to love them. Guarantee you, if you do start to love your imperfections, you'll find someone out there that will love them just as much as you do. So don't be hard on yourself. Find the good in yourself and find the good in your situation. And also, most importantly, when you're trying to be in a better headspace and you're looking for that light at the end of the tunnel, do stuff that you enjoy. Do stuff that makes you feel good. And I've mentioned this in previous episodes as well. 
Focusing on you is such a huge thing when you're not feeling good or when you're wanting to feel better about yourself. Do things that make you feel good, even if it's just sitting on the beach for 10 minutes a day. Just that quiet time, that relaxing, calming time. The beach is so calming. I love it. I get there as much as I can. It's just so calming and relaxing. And even if I don't go for my walk, it's nice just to sit there and zone out in peace and quiet until next minute you get a random dog come and jump on you. Fuck, I hate when that happens. I don't hate dogs, but I don't like it when random dogs jump at you at the beach. It's my quiet time. So, do things that make you happy. Do things that make you feel good. Like I said, if it's just going to the beach, if it's just going for a walk in your neighborhood, if it's just catching up with with a friend for coffee, if it's just going to the gym, getting your gym membership back again, do anything, getting your nails done, going out for a beer. Think of things that make you feel good because when you're constantly doing things that make you feel shit, and you're wanting to be happy, that's not going to make you feel good. If you feel miserable because you maybe can't fit into that outfit that you really want to, then sitting at home eating takeaway food is not going to make you feel good. But I'm not saying don't eat takeaway food because we all do it. But what I am saying is if you do want to feel good about yourself, focus on things that will make you feel good, not things that will make you feel shit. Like if you're sitting down eating takeaway every night, then that's going to make you feel shit. It really is. And just get out and get some fresh air. Catch up with some friends. Have a laugh. Even just find a show or a movie or a series or something that you can sit down and you can have a good laugh. And for me, that was Shit's Creek. No matter how many times I've watched that show, if I want to watch something, if I want to feel good, if I just want to have a good laugh, I'll put that series on because no matter how many times I've watched it, I know I can always have a good laugh when I watch that. Always makes you feel good. You never watch a show where you can have a good laugh and then turn off and go, oh, I feel fucked now. No, you don't. You always feel good. Do shit like that. If you you can't have time, you don't have time to meet up with friends or you're just not wanting to go out and socialize, do something that will make you laugh. Watch a comedy show, watch a stand-up comedian, watch something like that series like Shit's Creek that is going to give you a good laugh and make you feel better. Listen to a podcast, listen to Life After Plus One. Uh, hopefully you're not laughing at this. It shouldn't be funny. It should be serious. Anyway, so there are a few of my tips for the new year, because we want you to go into 2024 feeling fucking good about yourself. It's time to feel good. None of this poor me shit. None of this fuck my asshole X. None of this, oh my God, my life is fucked. I can't believe I'm a single parent. You are and love it. Be proud of it. Don't be embarrassed of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Find the good in your situation. All right. Do things that make you feel good. Do things that make you laugh. Do things that make you feel happy. Do things that you can sit down at the end of the day and go, fuck, that was good. God, I loved catching up with them. It was good to chat to them again. Something like that. Something that you can go, yeah, I just feel at ease now. I feel relaxed. That was nice. You know, we all have that. I have those friends that you catch up with and you come home and you go, you know what? It was so good to see them. It was nice to bump into them. We all have those moments. Make the most of those. When you have them, create more of them. So find the good. 
Be grateful for things you have in your life. They're there. You've just got to find them. So when you wake up in the morning, think about a few things that you can be grateful for. Write them down. And then you'll look back at the end of the week and go, holy shit, look at all these things that I can be happy for, that I can be grateful for, that I didn't even think about. Write a list of things that you can be grateful for, that you can be happy for, and I guarantee that'll make you feel better. Don't engage with toxic behavior from your ex because you do not want that when you're trying to be in a good headspace. That is going to fuck your headspace up. We don't want that. Don't engage. Ignore it. Don't stoop to their level. They will keep trying. They will keep doing what they can to get a reaction because I guarantee you they're not just going to message you once with one nasty text and just all of a sudden stop. It doesn't work like that. They will keep going. They will do what they can to get a reaction. But eventually, if you don't react, they'll go, fuck, this is boring. And they'll find someone else. They'll find someone else to shit stir. Good for that other person. As long as it's not you, it's not your problem to worry about. So don't engage with toxic behavior from your ex. And try and keep contact with those friends that aren't so positive to a minimum. Stick with friends that are going to make you feel good, that are going to be like, hey, you know what? You seem a bit down today. Let's get out and do something fun. Or friends that will really put you in your place when you keep talking about your ex or when you keep being unhappy. Hey, listen, you keep talking about him. Let's just stop. Let's just time to start talking about something else. Get friends that will check you, that will put you in your place, not friends that will just be like, oh yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. No one wants a sugarcoater. No one wants people that just sweep things under the carpet and don't tell you how it really is. Have friends that are going to lift you up and make you feel good and put you in your place if you need to. Don't be scared to face reality. I love those friends that really can be real with you. And there's not many of them because a lot of people are too scared to do it. But I guarantee you they make you feel good because they're being real and they will uplift you and they're supportive of you. And they're not the ones that bitch about you behind your back. They're the ones that will tell it how it is to you because they love you and they care for you. Be around friends that will uplift you, that will support you, will make you feel good. That's my list for today. Be grateful. And you know what I want you to do? When you finish listening to this, sit down and write a list of five things that you can be grateful for. Five things that you're happy for in your life. Do it. And I want to see you smile. There is a light at that end of that tunnel. It's there. And it's not as far away as you think. And I tell you now, your mind frame and how you handle things in life determines how quickly you get there. If you want to keep focusing on negative things, it's going to take a lot longer. If you want to start looking at the good in the situation and finding things that are working out right, you'll get there a lot quicker. Don't focus on what's going wrong. Focus on what's going right. Guarantee it'll make you feel better and it'll also make you a better parent and your kids will love that. Your kids love a happy parent. All right, everyone. That's enough talking for me today. So happy new year again. Thank you everyone for listening and Here's to an amazing 2024. Lots of big stuff happening this year, guys. I'm planning a lot of interviews coming up. Got so much planned. Super excited for that. And super excited to see Life After Plus One just kick some ass this year. Thank you, everyone. And if you're loving it, share it. Share it with your friends. 
let's get our single parents on board. And if you're loving it even more, jump on iTunes and give us a review. I'd love to hear your feedback and what your thoughts are on everything. And again, as I always say, my DMs are always open. So if you want to send a message, you've got any questions, shoot it through. Otherwise, jump on my website. All the details are there and all the links are in the show notes below. Thank you, everyone. I hope you got something from this and be positive. That light at the end of the tunnel is very close. Thank you all. Until next time, I'll be in your ears then. Love you all. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing and keep exploring your amazing life after plus one.